Hello and welcome back to Sex Here and Now, the podcast dedicated to promoting sex positivity and inclusivity. As always, I am your host, Matt Lachman. I'm a licensed therapist who specializes in sexual health, sexual dysfunctions, and overall sex therapy. One thing to note, this podcast does contain language that some may find offensive. But with that being said, let's dive right in. Hope everyone has been enjoying this podcast so far. It has been fun focusing on broader topics in these first few episodes. Really driving home the notion of being sex positive is one of the main goals that I have, and I'm purposely making it a point to talk about areas that will make you, the listeners, uncomfortable. This is normal at first. I definitely felt uncomfortable when my old value and belief system was being challenged. I would think these people who were just talking to me about the complexity that is sexuality were somehow shaming me, when in reality, I was shaming them. That is why I like choosing specific topics that you do not hear a lot about in the news, but should. You see, as the host, I want to help break down the sex-negative barriers that are constantly reinforced by our culture. No one, not even the worst humans in the world, should feel ashamed for liking things that are out of the norm. Well, unless these awful humans were using their sexuality to harm people, then yeah, you should stop. One of my main messages as a therapist is to let others know that what happens between two consenting adults is their business. Or in the case of this episode, one consenting adult. I thought having an episode all on physical self-stimulation or masturbation would be a perfect way to cannibal into topics I haven't touched upon yet on this podcast. The physical intimacy component. And why not start with the physical intimacy we have with ourselves? This is what most people see and imagine when they hear I am a sex therapist. So like, you talk about sex with your clients? Why, yes, I do. Do you have any questions you want to ask me? I have been in crowded bars, weddings, and even getting my hair cut, and people will come up and ask me about specific inquiries that have been bugging them. It's funny. They always try to quiet their voice so no one will hear. They don't realize this is the product of the sex-negative culture we live in at the moment. But one of my favorite areas to talk about is masturbation, because it has gained this god-awful reputation and it saddens the hell out of me. So today's episode is dedicated to looking at the complex history of self-love and why it isn't too late to engage in it. Let's start off with a fun fact. Did you know that babies masturbate when they are in their mother's womb? Yeah, biological male and female babies can feel this stimulation as early as 15 weeks. There are documented cases of babies touching their genital areas for long stretches of time because it feels good. It is interesting because when you look up research on this, you see headlines like, your baby may masturbate in the womb, but that does not make them unpure. Like what? Who would think this? Then I remember that I live in a world that shames people all the time for masturbating and I realize, oh yeah, everyone would think this. Our society hates masturbation. There is no one way around it. I mean, look at how we humans are hardwired to do it. It is supposed to be quick, quiet, and the goal is to get off as soon as possible. It's really sad. 
we don't really learn to enjoy it until later in life. And even then, most of us don't break free. But how do we get here and why? One area we can trace this shame back to is religion. Now, I am not here to hate on anyone's religion. I'm here to just point out that some religions vilify you if you engage in premarital inner or outer course with yourself. Some promote the idea that you should focus your attention away from this biological need and instead work out or study or watch TV. Because of this, we tend to shame ourselves and compare ourselves to these unrealistic expectations that are out there. We question, why do I keep feeling this desire to touch myself? Here, our minds are beginning to be shaped that anything related to the genitals is a negative thing and we shouldn't do it. Then, once you do do it, which took you so much convincing of yourself to do, it feels great. Then the immediate regret and shame enters the picture. Thus, the cycle is born and we learn to develop a negative, secretive connotation with physical self-love. This negativity has blossomed throughout time. In the 18th century, people were warned that if they masturbate, their hands would get covered in warts and hair. People were also told that masturbation caused blindness, acne, and infertility. Also, doctors observed patients in mental hospitals masturbating and concluded that masturbation was the source of the patient's mental disorders. The truth is that the patients were just doing what most of us do, although with less privacy and at more frequency since they were cooped up with little else to do. Anyways, the bottom line is that in previous generations, medical experts told people that masturbation was the root of a lot of illnesses. In today's world, you can see that people also feel shame and guilt because they never even learned what masturbation is and are yelled at and told it is wrong. Women especially feel this guilt because no one talked to them about masturbation. It is seen as something men only do, and because men are gross, slob-like pigs, women learn if they do it, they are gross as well. So women don't. It is that simple. Synapses connect, patterns are formed, and the sex negativity continues onward to another generation. But let me just stop for a minute and give a shout out to parents who foster the notion of masturbation to their children and all of the other individuals who do not fall into this spell of sex negativity. Parents, if you catch your children masturbating in the living room, don't shame them. Tell them that this is an activity that we do in the privacy of our bedrooms, not out in public. If you catch them masturbating in the supermarket, again, Tell them that this is not something that you do out in public. Don't yell at them and shame them because they don't know any better. They are learning from you. Hear me when I say this. Do not shame your children for touching themselves. This sets them up to believe that there is something wrong with their genitals, and thus the cycle continues. I often hear that masturbation is gross, and I wonder why. What happened that made you feel like something that is so physically pleasing to yourself is now seen as gross? Where did this shame come from? Say it with me now. Masturbation is not gross. You see, sex negativity grows from sex negative people. 
Some people can't help but learn that masturbation is bad because it is being taught by people who have been caught up in the shaming negative cycle. How are you going to know what turns you on sexually and what works and does not work for you if you do not try it on yourself first? Masturbation is fun because you get to explore the literal ins and outs of your body and find out what works for you. Do you like the feeling of your nipples pinched? What about anal stimulation? We need to learn what works for us and turns us on so we can tell others who want to please us. Our entire body is our sexual anatomy, yet most of us, due to sex and body shame, sexism, and toxic masculinity, reduce it down to just our genitals. Do you see how this limits us? How we treat our body and our sexuality when we are alone impacts how available we are to our partners and to pleasure. And don't we want to be able to give all of ourselves to the people we love? Let's take a little break from talking about jerking off or flicking the bean or whatever fun saying you use to describe masturbating. For this mini education break, I want to share with all of you this simple trust equation I use with couples when they come into my office and tell me that their relationship has been turned upside down due to one or both of them breaking a rule that was agreed upon by both of them. Trust is a tricky concept. Some people find it easy to trust another person upon first meeting them, while others need time and experience to lend a hand before they give it out. But one thing tends to be universal. Once trust is given and someone breaks it, it is painful. Because of this, I spend time with my couples breaking trust down to its simplest form. Scaling it back to a micro level, so they can see that it is possible for someone who hurt you to gain your trust again. All right, here's the equation. Trust equals communication plus action over time. Get it? You write it down? Okay, one more time. Trust equals communication plus action over time. We gain trust back when we see people following through on their verbal commitments to us. For instance, if you tell your partner you will be somewhere at 7.30 and you show up at 7.30, this increases your credibility again. And over time, by you continuing to follow through on what you say you are doing, you can start to build trust again in your relationship. Try this in your own relationship the next time a misstep occurs and let me know how it works for you. All right, now back to our episode. Now it seems like when anyone talks about masturbation, porn enters the picture. 
People look at porn as this disgusting avenue where depraved individuals go to look at others engaging in gross sexual actions. People automatically think that this is problematic and have created a 12-step-like porn addiction program to fix those in trouble. Now, I'm not going to dive into the nonsense that is porn addiction. You can listen to my episode on sex addiction for that information. But let me make one thing clear to everyone out there. Well, two things. One, just because you wouldn't watch it doesn't mean people who do have an issue or are repressed. And two, watching porn is not problematic. Porn allows you to look and explore other kinks in the world that you may be interested in. It can provide you an outlet and a connection to a new avenue you may want to explore. But having said that, there are kinds of porn out there that can be problematic. While I do support porn fully, it can have an impact on someone's confidence in their body and self-esteem. If you are choosing to masturbate to porn, do so by exploring your interests. Don't just choose porn that focuses on penetration or one body type. See what interests you. We all have different kinks and desires, and this is where you can explore this fantasy world that you may or may not want to make a reality. And here's the thing. If you only masturbate with porn, take a break from it every once in a while. Porn distracts you from being fully embodied, mindful, and explorative of your own body. Porn often trains you to see sex as fast and without kissing, holding, touching, or eye contact. And with the only goal being to get to an orgasm. Try using your mind and connecting with your own fantasy world. This is where you can truly learn about your deepest core eroticism. It is important to mix things up when it comes to masturbation. If not, then over time, it can become formulaic, and we can start to depend on certain masturbation habits to reach orgasm. An example of this would be someone who needs to watch a certain kind of porn to reach climax. I've had clients come to me and say, I can't orgasm without watching porn. Now again, this doesn't mean they are addicted to porn. Just because they've learned over time that it is hard for them to reach an orgasm without watching porn doesn't mean that they can't learn healthy habits again. For others, it could depend on a certain level of intense physical stimulation being reached, like with a vibrator or no lube. But it doesn't and shouldn't be this way. Mix things up. Try it all. Explore your entire body. One thing to note here, for those with a penis, this play can be done with or without an erection. Orgasm and pleasure do not require an erection, as you can orgasm without an erection and without ejaculating. Masturbation habits can constrict our pleasure and keep us locked into arousal patterns that disallow new sexual experiences. Our entire body is neurally wired for pleasure if we engage it. And we are all born sexually fluid. So as I said, go and explore it. Shifting gears some and looking at the media, I think that we have done a little better at addressing the topic of masturbation in movies and television. Now let me make this point clear. Although I have about eight shows I am watching at any given time, 
That does not mean I have seen and assessed every single show that talks about masturbation. There could be some shows and movies out there that I have missed that do a horrible job dealing with the topic and continue to shame others who do practice this perfectly natural technique. If that is the case, let me know so I can spend some time reviewing that content for myself. One of the best shows that has come on in recent years that literally addresses topics I have and in the future will do on this podcast is the Netflix show Sex Education. Although I could spend hours talking about each and every episode of this show for you all, I will spare you. But the amount of sex positivity that emanates from the central characters is admirable. One of the main issues that this show tackles is that the main character, Otis, struggles with his ability to masturbate due to various reasons that I won't get into at this point in time because I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. His mother, played by the brilliant Gillian Anderson, is a sex therapist, and you get to see all the various individuals she works with on a daily basis. Although I must say, I really do want to spoil it, because one of the last scenes in season one is absolutely breathtaking. Having a show out there that talks about masturbation, sex therapy, and sex positivity in general, and was received well enough to get a second season, shows that our society is progressing some. And I am here for it. As I wrap up this episode, I want to reiterate a few things. If you currently feel shame when you masturbate, or think it is gross, or find it unnatural or unclean, I want to let you know that it is normal to have these responses. I also want you to know that there is nothing gross or unnatural or unclean about what you are doing or want to do. One of the ways we fight through shame is by talking about it. Shame lives in the dark and draws energy from the deepest, darkest areas within us. When we talk about shame, we are chasing it down and shining a light right on it. The more we talk, the more the shame is exposed and dealt with. I want to live in a world where everyone can participate in self-love as easily as they wash their dishes or go for a run. And hey, I'm sure it's a lot more fun than those other tasks I just mentioned. And for my female listeners out there, just because this is pleasurable for you and you enjoy it, does not make you feel dirty. Hell, make a night out of it. When your friend asks you what you're doing Tuesday night, say, I'm going to watch Euphoria and then masturbate. What about you? While some of you may have laughed or even cringed at this, that's all right. Small steps. This is intimacy that you are sharing with yourself, after all. I want to end with this. The enemy of shame is curiosity. If you listened to this episode and felt any shame rise up within you at the thought of masturbation, I want you to question it. Be curious about it and realize that it can change and that I am here to support you if need be. That does it for this episode. As always, you can follow me on Instagram for more news and updates about the podcast at sex underscore here and now pod. Look at my website, sexherenow.com, for more information as well. And you can like and follow my page on Facebook, Sex Here and Now. Thank you for listening, and as always, stay sex positive. Mm-hmm.